Hey everybody, thanks for joining us again this week. Um, I know it's a little bit later, uh, but I wanted to go ahead and go live with you guys. Uh, we're going to be reading in Acts uh, chapter 4. Uh, now really the, the majority of the, the message really came from verses 23 through verses 21 or 31. But before I really dive into that, I kind of wanted to really reflect in the first half of chapter 4. So what we're going to do is we're going to read starting at verse 23 and read through and then we'll open up in prayer but we're going to kind of visit back around in the first half of Acts 4. So if you're with me in Acts 4 verse 23 it says and being let go they went to their own company and reported all that uh, all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them is, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and against the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus... Whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together. For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word, by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus." And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. So let's open up with prayer, and then like I said, we're going to go back and uh, visit around the first half of Acts chapter 4. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much for bringing us together once again tonight. Lord, we ask that you would be with this message, that you would give us the words to say. Lord, thank you for just refilling us and just putting that spirit back, Lord, and just replenishing us and just helping us to get back to where we needed to be, Lord. Uh, just thank you for the the little uh, set of reminders that sometimes you just need to remind us of. But Lord, we just thank you for all that you've done for us. And God, just be with this message and be with this ministry. Continue to guide us and where you have us to go. And all these things we ask in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. So, like I said, we want to go back into the beginning half of Acts 4. Now, what we are basically being introduced to is Peter and John, two disciples of Jesus Christ, who have been arrested and put into jail simply because they chose that they were going to continue uh, with the teachings of Jesus. Now, it was no secret that while Jesus was living, that he was hated by everybody in the world. Now, not only was he hated in his life, but he was hated after his death too. And, you know, this is something that we see here, that hatred did not settle down. I mean, even today, the hatred is still there. But see, more importantly, what we need to focus on is that you had Peter and John, and I mean, you know, basically all the disciples, and there's many, many other people, but in this context, we're focusing on Peter and John, that the love for Jesus also stayed. So that love for Jesus did not go away. That love for Jesus held strong. And that's something that we're going to really focus on. But I want you to 
to realize that, you know, uh, Peter and John at this point, they, you know, even after Jesus had died and resurrected, they said, you know, I'm still willing to put my life on the line. I'm still willing uh, to put my freedom on the line because I want to continue with the teachings of Jesus and I want to continue to glorify him. Now, I want you to kind of skip down to verse 13. If we're in uh, Acts 4 and verse 13, it says, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Now we have these people of the world who are looking at Peter and John, and they're saying these men are coming and speaking so boldly about Jesus, and they're speaking so boldly about his teachings, and they continue to do this. And you know the way that the world perceived them is that they're unlearned men, that they're ignorant men, that they didn't have logic. And see, that is still very true for today because people still look at Christians and they say, oh, well, you know, it's the 21st century, it's 2020. Why do you still believe in the Word of God? Why do you still believe those things are true? And it's the same thing that we just said, that, you know, that hatred still lives for God, but my love for God will remain. And the love for many uh, that p- many people have for God remains, and that will not die. So when these people, when you have Peter and John coming in boldness, and they're prophesying about Jesus, and the, you know they did not stop, and they did not let the world hold them back, these men looked at them, and they said, well, they're unlearned and ignorant. But what I like to take even more notice of is that there in verse 13, it says that they marveled and they took knowledge that they had been with Jesus. So they had taken knowledge that, okay, these men are coming out and they're speaking so boldly and confidently. They must know Jesus. They must come from him. You know, and what that brings me back to is over in John seven forty six. Now, you know, you had these men and women who had heard Jesus speak and they thought, I've never heard anybody speak this boldly and this confidently. And over in John seven forty six, it says, never man spake like this man. And we are seeing the same thing with the disciples, Peter and John. They're saying they came and they spoke, they, they spoke boldly, so they must have came from Jesus. And see, we want to be in the same position. We want people to look at us and look at the way that we're living for Christ and say, they must know God. They must know him because they act like him. And see, people will associate us with God, not because we act like the church, but because we act like Jesus. So I want to kind of continue on with this, and this is actually where we start to begin and where I said was the meat of where this message came from. So I'm going to go ahead and go down to verse 23, and at this point, uh, we find that Peter and John have been released uh, from their captivity. They've been released from jail, and it says, being let go, they went their own company, and they reported to the chief priests and elders uh, everything that had, had been said to them. And it says in verse 24, and this is what was important to me, that when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord. So when they came out, I mean, they had just came out of this bondage. They had came out of this uh, time of being uh, held hostage. I mean, because we're, we're held spiritually hostage and we can be held physically hostage. And that's what happened here is they've got both of those things working against them. But when they found that freedom, they went to God in prayer. And they begin to glorify God. And something that I like to take very heavy notice of in this prayer is that it wasn't, you know, God, give me this, give me this, give me this. I mean, they didn't treat God as if he was like a server taking their order. And and that's what many people do is they act as if God's like this uh, waiter and they're just, they're asking him for this like to-do list. Like, God, I need this, I need this. And, you know, in this context, I mean, they're having a conversation with God. 
And, you know, they, they began, they're saying, well, God, you know, you made the world, you made the sea, you made the sky, you made everything, you know, within your creation. I mean, everything is being created by you. And they begin to talk about David and how David had said, why did, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? So basically what they're saying is like, okay, God, you made this world. And, you know, by your word, we know that you love the world, that you gave your son for the world, yet the world hated you. And, you know, and, and, and you go over to verse 29, and it says, uh, And, Lord, behold uh, their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. So, I mean, we're looking at, okay, God, I mean, you, you made everything, and yet we hated you. Or, or at least most of the world hated you. And as they're having this conversation with God, they begin finally to ask God for something. And it's, uh, this is the first thing that they ask for because, like I said, there, it was a conversation. It's not a to-do list. So over here in verse 29, they ask that God would grant unto thy servants boldness. And, and I like to take note of that, that they ask for boldness. They didn't ask that you know he, that he would make it necessarily easy for them to do the things. But they say, Lord, give us boldness. And I want you to notice that they didn't ask for a boldness to fight. And over in Matthew twenty six fifty two, that's what it brings me back to. In Matthew twenty six fifty two, in that uh, piece of scripture, now this is when uh, the soldiers had came to take Jesus and arrest him uh, to to go to trial for his crucifixion. And in this time, you have Peter who stood up with the sword and he began to fight back to these soldiers, and he even cut the ear off of one of the soldiers who was coming. Um, to take Jesus. But Jesus spoke to Peter and he said, all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. So he told him, don't fight. You know, we're not here that we may fight everybody else. And he's telling him, you know, don't, you know, don't fight evil with evil. You know, he's saying, you know, this must be done. This is something I came here to do this. I know it's meant to happen. You know, when Jesus told us many times, you know, things like, you know, turn the other cheek. And he told us things of, you know, finding, um, peace within all the the chaos so I, I like to take notice that he they didn't ask that god would give them boldness to fight but they asked for boldness to speak his word so then you know we begin to ask ourselves well how does god provide boldness you know and it continues on in verse 30 and it says by stretching forth thy hand to heal and i like to take notice too that it says it says this before it says signs and wonders because there's many places in the Bible that says that we should not expect signs and wonders and that there's many people who they rely only on the signs and wonders. And, you know, that's still true today that many people, rather than just taking a leap of faith and saying, okay, I feel like this is where you're leading me, they say, well, instead of me taking that leap of faith, I'm going to say, God, I need you to show me 100% this is what you want. And then they'll continue to ask for all these different signs. I mean, I've been guilty of the same thing, and I've went into it before about uh, when God called me to preach. I I kept saying, you know, um, you know, I need another sign. I need to know that this is what you want. And I would, would give excuse after excuse until I realized that there's no other way around this and you know i'd be backed up into a corner i mean we do this with so many aspects in our life but they ask first that god would stretch his hand out to heal and then that the signs and wonders would come so they would ask for the healing first and part of the healing process is that i must be broken down and you know for god to heal me i have to be replenished by him and i have to get this uh, new person in me and i mean that's who you know who we become in christ is this person that god makes us to be because he makes us to be more like christ um so i I like to take notes you know because he restores our soul 
and then he'll give, give us these signs and wonders. So he'll restore us first, and then he'll start to show us, you know, piece by piece, okay, well, now that I know that you've trusted me and that you've, you know, not only relied on those things, but you've taken that leap of faith, now I'll begin to show you in the path that you're to go down. So, um, you know, we don't really, we shouldn't ever expect signs until we have at least trusted God first. And, and so, you know, we kind of continue with uh, the, the scripture here. And we find that really here in the end of verse 30 that this prayer has ended. And in verse 31, it says, When they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. So when they had finished this prayer, and like I said, this is a time of conversation with God. Not a give me, give me, give me. But this is conversation and actually communicating with God, which many of us fail to remember to do, that we should just sit back and just have a conversation. You know, because sometimes God just wants us to praise Him and glorify Him, and many times we leave that part of prayer out. But at, in this context, you know, they had this one-on-one, um, just real conversation with God, and it says that the place was shaken where they were assembled. And, you know, there, it, it almost takes me back to when Jesus was on the cross. And, you know, he says it is finished. I mean, this was Jesus saying that, you know, what I have came to do. I mean, I've done this. It's all for you. And, and you know, I've glorified you at this point. And then it says that the earth began to quake. And this, you know, I look at that and I think back to this one. It says that the place they were assembled, shaken. I mean, I also go back to the tabernacle when it says that the spirit and the presence of God was so thick that people literally could not even get inside of the building. I believe that it makes a big difference how we pray to God and how we communicate with Him. And we're going to feel the difference as well. I mean, with our spirit, we'll feel that difference. But it says that uh, the place was shaken and that they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And, you know, realize that that comes first, that they were filled with the Spirit of God. I mean, and, and they had to get to that point of letting God fill them. And, you know, as I say all the time, we must empty ourselves of us so we may be filled with Him. So they emptied themselves of themselves and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And then they spake the word of God with boldness. So then that boldness came. So how can we be bold in Christ? Let ourselves be filled with Christ. And sometimes, you know, when we allow ourselves to get so drained because of things going on in our life or things going on, you know, in the church or wherever, we'll allow ourselves to get so drained that we've kind of put God on the back burner because we're just so focused on us. So really we have to imagine how different the world would even be. I mean, if everyone in the world would remember that if they would empty themselves of them first and then let God fill them out or fill them up with with His Spirit, the revival that would just break out across the entire world. I mean, we are just so divided right now. But so if we would just think about how how different the world would be if we would all realize that to communicate with God isn't just give me, give me, but to actually communicate with Him and that we would ask for His healing and that we would ask for His will to be done. So then what we should ask ourselves is, have I lost that boldness to go out and to prophesy the name of Jesus? Have I lost that boldness to testify the faith that I have and to tell people you know, why I go to church and to tell people why I love God as much as I do? Because if we've lost that boldness and we've became, we became so full of ourselves that we've left no room for God. And, you know, sometimes, I mean, even for, 
you know, the, the, the leaders in the church, I mean, people, I mean, like I, I had to realize too that I, at times I've gotten too full of myself that, you know, maybe I start to focus on myself too much and, you know, and then I believe that's part of what happened to me last week is I was so focused on other things that, that I, I drew a blank because I wasn't focusing on God, but I was focusing on the things going on. And, you know, if we will ask ourselves, why have we lost that boldness? And then we'll have that honest conversation with God. Things will begin to get better. So we reflect back on where Peter and John were in this moment of time where they had lost. I mean, they, they lost their freedom. They lost uh, being able to go out and prophesy to people, but they did it because they were prophesying in the name of Christ. What are you willing uh, to sacrifice to live for him? What are you willing to kind of put put a little bit of attention on because you want to follow his word and you want to follow his will? And you know, that's where we need to that, that that's what we need to focus on is I want to regain that boldness for God. I mean, he was so bold when he went and publicly died for me. Well, what can I do boldly for him? So let's finish out in prayer, and hopefully uh, something has stuck out to you. Uh, next week's going to be a little bit different. Rather than go uh, live in the, in, in the night, we're going to be going live in the morning, uh, potentially. We're going to be at a church in Knoxville preaching for them. So for the next couple of weeks, it'll be a, quite a, just a little bit different, and we'll figure that out as that time comes. But uh, like I said, we're going to finish out in prayer, and hopefully something has helped you tonight. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for bringing us together. Lord, thank you for the services that went on across the world today. Lord, I just ask that you would continue to guide us and to be with us. Guide us in your word and your will. Guide us where you'd have us to be. Lord, forgive us for our sins and where we fall short. And just continue to uh, just help us to grow and to find that boldness, Lord, and just to do the things that you would have us um, to do. Um, Lord, we just love you. Thank you and trust you. And all these things we ask in Jesus' precious holy name we pray. Amen.